Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Teddy McDougall. I'm joined, as always, by John Sheeran. We don't have Dr. Koji, the electric Moji, but John, I mean, we have a really exciting, it's a very exciting time for, for Bengals fans because, you know, I mean, look, they're, they're just, the fact that, that Mike Brown came out and endorsed, you know, Zach Taylor, it tells us everything we need to know, that he is the man for the job. He's the best possible person for the head coaching job. Lou Anarumo, you know, you look at the, the defense and the, the fact that uh, there was a couple of games where we thought maybe they made improvements. The rest of the game said they did not after spending, you know, $150 million. But those couple of games, you know, obviously they, they could mean something. You know, you look at the, you know, they're just all around. The, the lack of coaching changes for the coordinators tells you that these are the guys for the job because Mike Brown already has them under contract. Yeah, you're, you're, you're struggling there, aren't you? Yeah, I really am, John, because, you know, here's the thing. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to know, I'm trying to understand what's going on, John. So let's, let's take a quick look at, at, at what, what we saw recently. And that is that Mike Brown came, in, came out and said, we remain bullish on the foundation Zach is building. And, and John, it's, it's just, I never gave Mike Brown enough credit for how witty and really sophisticated his language is. Because, John, bullish is just one T short of being an anagram for what this whole situation is and for how he, he operates the, the franchise, right? Bulltish. Bulltish is what you're, you're referring to, right? Right, right, yeah. right. But look at this, John. We remain bullish on the foundation that Zach is building. John, again, careful choice of words. What is a foundation? I looked it up. According to Google, a foundation is the lowest load-bearing part of a building, typically below ground level. So mm-hmm. basically, the Bengals have dug themselves a grave, but it's a very nice grave. Yeah, it's sturdy. Okay? Yeah. It, it, yeah. They're not going anywhere, is what you mean. They're not going anywhere. No, they are a hole in the ground, mm-hmm. is what they are. But John, it gets more interesting. Because look at this. We remain bullish on the foundation Zach is building. And we look forward to giving our next year fans the re- results that they we all want. Okay, Joe Burrow. Could we explain the future? We have a great foundation. Again, very subtle, but we are a hole in the ground. We are a coffin. And I look forward to giving the fans what they deserve. Giving the fans what we all want. Giving the fans what they deserve. John, I have a question for you. Is mm-hmm. our franchise quarterback being held ransom? No, I think he's actually in California repairing the knee that his head coach and offensive line coach kind of destroyed for him. I think he's coming back to Cincinnati pretty soon. Maybe then he'll get uh, under custody of the Browns in terms of what but John, I mean, how much would be. Look at how much of a company man our quarterback is. I mean, you know, coach's son, look, he's saying exactly what the owner said, right? Well, yeah, that's how they like him. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it just kind of tells you it doesn't really mean anything, does it? Well, well, no. Like, I think Zach Taylor's job security was all, always... In an extent tied to what Joe Burrow thought of him, 
the two have been working together since last March before the draft when they've had those conversations because they knew they were going to take him. And regardless of how pro-ready Joe Burrow was coming out of LSU, you know, his success as a rookie was always going to be at least loosely tied to Zach Taylor being him being a former quarterback and quarterbacks coach. So that was always going to be a factor in this whole thing. But I, I think like this is what we as outsiders have to look at for what they're going to do. And it's just they're going all in on the same staff, essentially the same hierarchy of the staff. Things will change underneath the coordinators, but it's not really a turnover. It's not really instrumental change with all three coordinators and the same head coach. They're like the, the, the whole message, the, the, the plan in itself is maintaining for year three of an organization that's won six and a half games in two years. And it's literally just see what you can do in year three. And if it, if it's, if it's unsuccessful, like it has been for the past two years, then that's half of Joe Burrow's rookie contract. They can't waste any more time after that. So like, that's what they're saying. But at the same time, like, they have to realize that the expectations, especially in a division where three teams made the playoffs, it, it's at an all-time low. Like if they if they haven't been able to do it in the past two years, then why is year three supposed to be any different from an expectation standpoint? You have the quarterback, but you had him for eleven weeks and you failed to build an offensive line around him. And the whole plan was that Joe Burrow was supposed to carry this team to any resemblance of success, and that was unwise to do so for a rookie quarterback. So now. You're planning on him coming back fully healthy after nine months after shredding both his ACL and MCL, hopefully building an offensive line around him in front of him to help protect him and make sure he plays a full 16-game schedule and then try to just do it all over again. It like the, the problems with this team were not just with the offensive line coach, even though he was a giant blemish in staying on human decency and just coaching in general. So there needed to be more change with that. Like Anthony Lynn of the Chargers was fired for the he went like seven and nine. You know, like they realized what they have in Herbert. They know they have to build around him. And they realized that the head coach just wasn't it. Regardless of, you know, what what impact that Lynn and uh, quarterback's coach Pep Hamilton had on Herbert's development, they realized that they needed more. And you know, yeah, it, but, but yeah. when in typical Bengals fashion, like they don't want to give up on a head coach too easily. They want to give him as much time as possible because they're still paying him. And it, honestly, honestly, daddy, I, th- I yeah. think Mo Egger kind of said it best where he said it in Mike Brown's statement, like the beginning of that uh, statement that, that you, that you pulled up originally, it was, he said that the, you know, the fans wanted me to look for a new head coach beyond Marvin Lewis. And that's what we did. So uh, the first thing that he did was he pointed the fingers at the fans who pressured him to hiring Zach in the first place. And he basically said that this is what you wanted. Well, no, the fans didn't want six wins in two years. They wanted an improvement off of Marvin Lewis. So this is basically him saying that we we tried, we failed, but we're going to see this thing to the end. And it's not the greatest look for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Anthony Lynn, right? And he was hired, yeah, he was a little hired a little earlier than uh, Zach Taylor, but he had a, a very successful, I think, first season, 12 and 4, right? And John, they ended the game with a, a four win streak. And Justin Herbert, it'd be different if Justin Herbert was Trevor Lawrence. But Justin Herbert was a guy, all the, the, the scouts, the, the nerds, the guys on Twitter had doubts about his game. His college tape didn't suggest he's going to be a superstar. He outperformed expectations by far. You take all that together, the four-win streak to end, the Justin Herbert development, and the previous success, 
And, and Mike Brown would have zero doubt keeping a guy like him. So we talk about the Chargers. They say they're one of the worst run franchises. And then you look at them. They're like, no, we can identify. We can look at Anthony Lynn's performance in a vacuum. And we can see this does not give us the best opportunity. The Bengals are so far from that. John, do you remember what I was talking about? I don't know if I said on the show or just in the articles, but how if they beat the Steelers, you know, Zach Taylor is going to be back. They beat the Steelers. They beat a very bad Texans team. And a lot of our naive fans, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, so they've really turned the corner. Then they come out in that final game. And we said, we said that the last show, that final game is what will, win, will validate those previous two wins. If they look terrible, if they're competitive, like you said, if they're competitive, those two wins mean something. If they're terrible, they don't mean that much. And guess what? Bengals came out and they had their foot on the gas the entire game. And by that, I mean, they were driving right off a cliff. You know what I mean? They were like, let's just end this season as fast as we can. And, and it, was, it was just like, that was one of the worst performances of the season. And you could say, oh, because coaches' jobs are in jeopardy, whatever. But no, I mean, man, if they really care, you know, if they really, okay, one thing is to say that they really like playing for Zach Taylor, maybe. But I mean, look at the discipline. Look at the discipline in the running game. Would they rush for 400 yards or something, John? 404. 404. How do you end the season like that and say, we are building a great foundation? Unless you mean it very, you know, like he has a great sense of humor, Mike Brown. Like, hey, Bengals fans, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you might as well be dead to me. Because we're all just underground, just waiting for the end, you know? No, I, I think, I think it's, again, it's very clear, like they don't want to, do it again after they did it two years ago they want to give it three years because in a sense they're at the worst case they're lazy but the best case they're just ignorant to their own failures but yeah like no that, that's that that is what it is so that's fine they can run it back with what they have they just have to realize that the expectations are at an all-time low regardless if joe burrow comes back healthy that's just the way it is john okay so let's talk about what the next steps are right we know the coordinator is going to be back but Multiple reports have talked about some of the position coaches being gone. As Bengals fans, that, that's about as much as we can ask for. Maybe we, the new offensive line coach, we're pretty sure Jim Turner is going to be gone, John. I mean, I, I don't know. I never, I never know. Because here's the thing, John. They had a meeting with Zach Taylor. And th- supposedly his future was up in the air. And then Mike Brown comes out and says, hey, guys, calm down. I'm going to keep him. You know, Don't forget who you're talking to here. I'm not going to pay somebody that's working for me. But, but here's the thing. They said Zach Taylor is going to get to keep choose the coaches that he wants. So, I, mean, I mean, Jim Turner is like is like family. I don't know. That's something. Do you, do you honestly believe be that? Concerned about. Do you, no. Do you, do you believe that Zach is making these decisions? That was that was one of the rumors out there was that they're going to let him choose his staff. Yeah, but I'm not sure I buy that. Okay, so so let's say I mean Jim Turner probably gone. I think the rumor was also that defensive line coach Nick Eason and defensive assistant Gerald Chatman will be gone. Right. Mm-hmm. That was that was the rumor. Uh, you you I think the offensive line coach that's the one we really care about. So if they do get rid of Jim Turner, you know everybody's been saying, hey, can we just please get Jim Callahan in here, or or maybe you know, Scott Peters? What's that? Bill Callahan. Bill Callahan. Yeah. Can we just can we get that guy in in there? You know, I mean, he, the problem is, how do you give him a promotion with the Bengals? How would that work? I think you'd you'd have to give him Darren Simmons's title of assistant head coach. So you lose Darren Simmons. Probably. Unless you just demote him for no reason. I, I think you can have more than one assistant head coach, though. But maybe Dan Simmons wouldn't I, like that. that. That would be a first for my eyes. I've never seen that before. I mean, yeah. I mean, with a guy like Zach Taylor, who's not really – he's in over his head as head coach. Maybe we need like five assistant head coaches. Is that is that something possible? <laughs> they, need, they need as many like former 
higher up assistants or head coaches on the staff as possible. We talked, we just talked about Anthony Lynn. He came up in the NFL as a running backs coach. They have a vacancy a running backs coach now. Jamal Singleton, the current running backs coach, is going to coach uh, Kentucky for the same role. Doug Marone, who was the Jaguars head coach, he just got fired. He was a former offensive line coach. He's an option, but they just need experience on the staff. And the offensive line coach at this point in what the NFL is, it might be more important than the defensive coordinator, or, or if not just as important as a, as a defensive coordinator. So that position is incredibly important. That's why the hiring of Jim Turner in the first place was so detrimental and had no positive impact or, or couldn't be anything resembling a positive hire when, when it first happened in 2019. So Callahan, I think he's staying with the Browns. He's got a great situation there. Peters yeah. is Scott Peters is Bill Callahan's assistant. He actually coached for him while Callahan was on the COVID reserve list. And I think he was a former player and he's, this is like his first year as an assistant coach. So he's, I guess, an option. You know, he's worked with Callahan. Obviously, he's worked with good talent in Cleveland. He knows what to find for an offensive lineman. Marone is another option. Bengals fans love the idea of Willie Anderson as an offensive line coach, but Willie Anderson has said multiple times that he doesn't want to coach. He would rather be on the player development side. And that's honestly what it is. Like, offensive line coaches don't necessarily have the time to reinforce and completely reteach technique which is what guys like Cedric Boyhe and Billy Price needed when they first came out. They just have time to implement scheme and just make sure that these guys are ready to play on Sunday. They don't have time to to make bad offensive linemen, decent offensive linemen, even though that's what Willie Anderson can do. That's not what he wants as a coach. John, here's the thing. Here's the bigger issue. When we talk about bringing in a guy like Bob Callahan, somebody with a big, you know, great reputation, right? And we say, well, because we say, oh, because his son is on the team. You know, maybe he comes to save his son's face so his son can remain, you know, offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? Maybe he's worried about the son's future because he's close to retirement. You know, there's something there where we have a draw for him. And it's, it's still not going to happen. But, John, here's what I'm trying to say. The Bengals, with the way they, that they're operating, you know, who's going to want to coach under Zach Taylor? You know what I mean? Who's going to want to coach under this, for this franchise? We have to come up with things to draw people to the city of Cincinnati. Just, I mean, just listen to me here, John, because Cincinnati Chile is not doing it, you know? I mean, no, I mean, people are split on it. People have tried that. I think it's like maybe 50-50, maybe less that like it. And I mean, because, you know, in Village Island, right, we have we have something that they, they, there's a lot of talk about trying to recruit Patrick Mahomes to their local football team. And because they put ketchup on everything. So they put, you know, they don't have pizza sauce. They put ketchup instead. They put ketchup on a lot of, uh, you know, local indigenous foods for Cincinnati, like on fried chicken and even Cincinnati chili. They put one on everything. They put ketchup on everything. And so they are using that. Actually, there is a campaign that they've started to try to lure Patrick Mahomes there. I think it's a, I think it's a good idea. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I'm saying, Cincinnati, how are we going to bring in an actually talented you know, football coach who's not like 15? You know what I mean? They either have to get someone who has no chance of getting a job anywhere, you know, like Zach Taylor. I mean, they're not going to get someone who actually has options, right? The counter to, the counter to that is that it's incredibly obvious that both Taylor and his coordinators are on the hot seat in 2021. Like if things go completely terrible to start the season, there's a legit chance that like the staff gets blown up. If not during the season, by the end of the season, that's I think somewhat intriguing to assistants who are former head coaches who are looking to get back into, into a head coaching gig um, as soon as possible. So there's a guy like Anthony Lynn who wants to be a head coach again. And he sees the staff that has openings at assistant coaches and he knows that the the head coach has a chance of getting fired, there's at least some attractive attractability to joining that staff and taking over as the interim head coach and then building his resume back up 
to become a head coach or at least a coordinator again. So I, if, if there's anything that they have going for them, it's that. It's the fact that the hot seat has translated into a hot pool. Like everybody is yeah. on it right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that's what they do, you know, in the NBA, like, you know, they get these these very these these kind of retreat coaches, big name coaches sometimes to play to coach under this like let's say former player coach who's getting you know, former player who gets his first job, like a, a Steve Nash or something like that, right? They'll get these big name guys and that's what lures them, like, hey, maybe this guy gets fired, I get my shot. That's true. That's a good point, John. So so yeah, we will see. We will see if the Bengals, if they actually follow through and, and move on from the coaches who are really holding the team back and if they get better people to take their places. All right, that is all we have for this show. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star review. For John Sheeran, I'm Daddy McDook. We will see you next time. So long, SVT. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.